Welcome to Rivals Podcast. I'm Jake Siciliano. Nolan Hamilton is out tonight. He's at his little brother's birthday dinner. So filling in today will be the great Cameron Sullivan. You can find him on Twitter at CamSoul underscore 12. Joining us today is Peter King, an IHSA and college official who's been officiating games for over 50 years. Mr. King, thank you for joining us today. Oh, glad to have you. Glad to be here. So how did you get into officiating how did that even start for you uh well i was uh, i grew up in indiana so i was a basketball player when i was four or five six years old we moved to uh western springs western suburbs and uh, just played basketball my whole life enjoyed it uh, it wasn't until high school i went to lions township high school big high school five thousand uh kids and i was just too small to play uh basketball i played for a couple of years but i just uh i was just too short uh, so we got into intramurals and uh, one of the things that came up with the intramural program at LT was uh, if you had a team in it, uh, somebody from your team had to referee the other games. It was basically, you know, a uh, school activity. And because I played basketball my whole life, I said, well, I could do a little referee. And so I did that a little in high school for fun. And when I went to college, they were looking for uh, referees to, uh, you know, do the intramural games. And I said, well, you know, I did a little high school. And I said, well, you know, we pay you to do it, which I thought was kind of funny because I refereed and I, uh, in high school, but we didn't get paid for it. So I started refereeing the intramurals at, high school, at the NIU, Northern Illinois, where I went to school. And I ran into some other guys that say, hey, we've got some junior high games that we're looking to do and some freshman games at the high school, you wanna work them. So I got into that and just enjoyed it. And I've uh, been stuck with it ever since when I came out and graduated and got a job. I was teaching in Barrington and then I became an elementary principal in Lake Zurich, Barrington, and then uh, Buffalo Grove. Uh, just kept doing the officiating because I could do it on Fridays and Saturdays, enjoyed the game and then uh, got into football because the guys I was with basketball. So those are the two sports that I did, football and basketball. When it came to be baseball, it was just uh, games right after school. I couldn't leave early enough to get to them. Most of the football and basketball games were at night. So mostly all high school. And then I met guys that did college and then got into the college level too. So uh, just kind of fun. It's a, it's a great, a great hobby and enjoyed it. And because uh, I enjoyed sports so much, it was still being part of the game. Uh, I didn't want to get into any coaching. I couldn't that because couldn't do that because I was the uh, elementary principal and couldn't you know, get away to do it. But with officiating, you could still be hanging in there and enjoy it. So uh, I did it and met a lot of guys, a lot of coaches and uh, and do it because I enjoy it and it's great exercise and pick up a little extra cash, but uh, mostly because it's just fun being part of the game. So. And then once you did kind of get to that higher level at the high school and college, um, what were some like the biggest games, maybe kind of your favorite games that you've gotten to officiate over the years? Oh, uh, well, obviously the, the in, in high school, the, your ultimate is to work downstate. And I was fortunate to work down a couple of times in, in basketball. And in fact, the one game was, was exciting. I had ended up having the Schomburg Thornwood uh, state championship game back in 2001, I believe. And uh, that's when Eddie Curry was playing for Thornwood and he was going to obviously they went to be the Bulls, you know, so I had his last high school game, his very next game, official game was playing for the Bulls. So it was pretty exciting, but it's more exciting that Schomburg won the game, you know, this uh, mid suburban team going down. I'd had him during the year. I knew a lot of the kids and it just happened to work out that way that, you know, I was assigned the championship game and they won on Saturday afternoon and then they played Saturday night. So uh, that was exciting. 
Uh, and I also did a, a couple of state championships in football, same thing, you know, going through just exciting to be able to be in the games and, and get great games down there uh, and just be part of the whole atmosphere of it. And at the college level, I've worked two national championships in football. I worked the division three level, which is uh, like schools around our area would be Augustana, uh, Elmhurst, uh, Wheaton, uh, Carthage and up in Wisconsin. And I enjoy those every Saturday afternoon. I was just fortunate. Uh, to get it to work the national get to get to the national championship twice, so uh, those games are always fun when you get to that high level, and they're always actually kind of interesting. They're a lot easier to work because the kids are so good, the players are so good, the coaches are so good. Uh, you basically sort of just maintain the game. Uh, the better the teams, they just don't make mistakes, and so uh, they're enjoyable to work. And it's an honor to be chosen to work that level. You, obviously, you must be doing something well if you're getting up to that level and work with it, understanding the kids and understanding the coaches. Would you say that you've kind of fallen in love with officiating at this point? Yeah, it's fun. You, know, you have to enjoy it. You know, some people officiate it just to make money. I did enjoyed it. Uh, I love games that uh, packed houses. Uh, I remember working when you get the sectionals. I remember one time I was at Prospect uh, and we had the Mid Suburban Championship game. It was Friend and Prospect, and the place was just packed. And it was just exciting. The kids were going nuts, the parents were going nuts. It was a great game. And you just felt great being out there. And, uh, and everybody say, hey, you, you worked a great game and whatever. But it was so easy because they had two very good teams and two very good, well, coaches. Uh, it was just fun to be part of those. And when you get those games, that's the exciting part. Uh, uh, the kids are excited. The fans are excited. And usually if you get a great game, you're just sort of help maintaining the game. And uh, <clears throat> you like to walk away from games like that, like th th that they don't talk about the officials. They just talked about what a great game was. So th that's one of the things to say. If you walk away and nobody says anything bad about you, you did a good job. <laughs> was, was that the game where the shot took place, where it went into double overtime? Uh, the championship game I did was not going to double to overtime, but I've had a number of those games, and those are are pretty exciting. I had a sectional game up at uh, Waukegan once when, when Jerry, Jeremy Richmond was playing there, you know, going to play at Illinois, and he had a half-court shot at the buzzer to win the sectional final. And I was under the basket when it hit, and when that ball went through, within two seconds, they had to have thousand people on the floor so it was just it was fun you were scared but it was great to be part of it and it was just fun to watch it on tv or afterwards and see yourself in the midst of a big game like that uh, but that's the fun part you know sometimes you get some really lousy games but if you get good teams and good coaches uh and anytime you get to the tournament games championship games are always fun because uh everybody's there to watch and uh, you feel honored just to be part of it and then when you get those kind of crazy games where it ends on like a crazy shot, do you ever just find yourself kind of a little focused on what's happening? It's like watching the game is almost like a fan or when you're a ref, do you just have kind of that mindset where it's like a totally different than when you're watching from the outside. Yeah, actually, when you get those games, you know, and you know, everybody's watching and you don't want a call that you're going to make is going to make a difference in the game. But I always feel like I want the kids to win or lose it. I don't I don't want to be part of it. So you really try to focus in on and just do your job and not get caught up. And it's uh, it's one of those times you, you can't be emotional. You just have to do your job. Be, look, look through everything, make sure your calls are good. And, and obviously in basketball, you have three people you're dealing with football. You've got five. Uh, you just want to, you want to do the job. You want to make sure that everything's going well. You keep the kids informed uh, and you just let them decide who's going to win or lose it. 
So uh, you really have to focus in and it, it's, uh, you try not to get all, you know, you know, there, there's people are gonna be yelling and screaming and that's all part of it. That's what makes the goosebumps comes up but you just have goosebumps come up, but uh, you really just have to, just to focus in and do your job. And uh, uh, what can you say that that's, when you get those big gains, that's the time you really got to do well. Because if you screw up, everybody will always re remember it. So you never want to screw up in a big game, that's for sure. You mentioned in those bigger games, it kind of comes natural and easy, but would you call officiating and roughing a game a difficult profession? Uh, yes, I think it is. Uh, there's a lot of things you got to uh, realize. A lot of times uh, you'll hear now that people are, um, they're, they're hurting for officials. Nobody wants to get into it. Uh, fans come to yell and scream. You know, they pay their five bucks or two bucks or whatever it is to get in the game. And I used to always tell the younger officials, don't worry about the yell and scream. And that's all part of it. I've had coaches scream and yell at me during the game. And as soon as the game's over, they come up and shake my hand and say, hey, great game. And I look at him like, you just screamed at me the whole game. And now you're saying I did a great game. It's just part of the atmosphere. You have to realize that comes with the job. You can't take it personally. Uh, I remember I had a game at Lake Forest a number of years ago. And it was a brand new coach there that came out of the Chicago Catholic League. And I teed him up like four minutes within the game and said a few words to me that didn't need to be said. And I hit him with another. Ended up throwing him out of the gym with four minutes gone in his first game at Lake Forest High School, I'll never forget it. And the fans were nuts, the coach, everybody was going nuts about it. And I remember walking out afterwards with my bag and somebody seeing me in the lobby just started talking to me and saying, I can't believe how bad those officials were. They threw a guy out, they didn't know what they were doing. And my partner and I looked at him going, this guy has no clue, we just refereed the game. We take the stripes off, they had no idea who we were. Uh, and I don't like, you know, I don't, like games like that, when that comes up when you have to throw a coach out or a technical foul, it happens very infrequently. Uh, but on the other hand, if you, if you, if you cross the line, you got to do it and uh, you're going to go through that. So you have to, you really need to work hard at maintaining not getting upset because people yell at you, the coaches yell at scream, and you have to realize that's just part of the game and you have to put it behind you and just go ahead and try to do your best thing. Get, a, get the game going, flow, get the game going well, get it flowing well, uh, and forget about a bad call or a bad thing. They're always going to happen. Uh, the end result is just to try to get it as clean as clean a game as you can as possible. Did you ever tell the guy that you just officiated that game? <laughs> or you oh, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we made up afterwards a couple of years long. He, he knew he was out of line. And ironically, when I was there, the supervisor officials both the athletic directors and both principals were all together in the stands and they watched what happened. And so they were very upset about with the coach, whatever, and, and said, you did what you had to do because he got the, he started, what happened is he got a technical foul for a call that was kind of a no brainer. And then he tried to get the, the crowd incited. And that's when I, I said, you you went too far. And I didn't even know who he was. So it was a brand, and I didn't realize till later that it was his first game. First game as a new coach then. Uh, but we made up later and talked about it. He knew he was out of line and, and maybe I could have backed off, but it was one of those things where when you're right there, you've got to make that call. You just can't, you can't let a coach or a player do something like that in the game because everybody else sees it. The other coaches see it, the other players see it, the fans see it. And, and if you don't have the integrity to, to issue a technical foul in a game like that, then you shouldn't be on the court. So that, that's the downside of sometimes the officiating. Uh, you have to understand, you know, where you draw the line, but you know, it's all part of the game. 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you talked about how you kind of made up with them. Do you kind of make like relationships with coaches and players? I'm sure you coach a lot of the same teams, like kind of often. It's like, yeah, kind of down really the line, as you become a more of a, a mature official, you understand the coaches a little more. Uh, they're under pressure from their parents. Uh, they're under pressure from administration. Sometimes this is a, a, an extra job that they need for extra money for uh, putting their kid through college. And so down the road, when I started speaking at uh, clinics and it was more of a mature official down the, uh, in the area where I've been working with coaches, I started talking to them more and finding out what they were looking for. And I really got to know them as more people and I could understand where they were coming from. So I try to share that with younger officials when I do clinics and help out with younger officials that you know, try to get to know the coaches, try to understand where they're coming from. And when that happens, uh, you end up having a pretty good relationship with them. Uh, a lot of times when we go downstate to, uh, for the state finals, if you're not working, you're down there to enjoy it. And so you see a lot of the coaches and sometimes you, you get together and have a beer uh, and talk about basketball a little and they find out a little about you and you find out a little about them and you find out they're not really that bad of guys and they find out you're not a bad guy and you start getting pretty good relationships if you can. And, uh, and they respect you. If you're a good official, they'll respect you. And a lot of them just want to be able to be heard and talked to. Uh, and then you find out that sometimes they are under a lot of pressure from the school, uh, from the parents. And when you understand things like that, uh, when they yell and scream at you, part of that is just doing their job during the game. When the game's over, they sort of forget about it. Uh, so I've taken that into consideration. And I think as, as an official now, it's rare for me to get upset with a coach. I'll try to do a lot of different things before I have to do a technical file. I'll talk to them. I'll, I'll try to explain to them what I've got going on here. I'm doing my best job. I try to be as honest as I can during the game. And I think they appreciate that. And uh, you, you just got to realize that sometimes they get going in the game and they need to be, uh, they need to be in control too. But the officials need to be more control. Uh, just because we can't have any bias and we have to understand that uh, it's the big, it's the kids, it's the players, it's the coaches. Uh, they have a big, you know, uh, responsibility. We just have a responsibility of calling a game. So we have to take a lot of that into consideration. And I think the more mature officials seem to get along with the coaches, they understand where they're coming from, they understand the status, and they try to take that into consideration when you're calling the game. And I know this might not be the case for you or people you know for what you've done, but can officiating make a team lose a game? Can bad officiating make a team lose? Oh, sure. I mean, you can make, there's bad calls. I mean, there's no doubt about it. it uh, I, I, I can't remember when I've had a call that really dictated a game. If it did, it would really bother me because I don't want people to come back and say, your call did this. Uh, but yeah, there are times when somebody just blatantly makes uh, a call. I mean, when you look in the Bears game, uh, I think the one call that I was surprised about is uh, we know in NFL, the quarterback is the most important piece of <laughs> uh, position player in the whole team. Uh, when Aaron Rodgers goes down, Packers lose. Yep, the Bears haven't had a quarterback since <laughs> how long? I don't got Josh Fields here. He gets knocked down in the game, and uh, after he threw the pass, and there's no call. If he's knocked down and knocked out, the Bears' season's over. And so I think they have a real special thing in the NFL to really take care of the, uh, the quarterback. I felt in the game when uh, Fields got knocked down that one time after he threw the ball, I was surprised that there wasn't a flag only because so many other games I've seen that once the quarterback gets rid of the ball and they hit them high, low, whatever it is, there's always a flag. 
So that kind of surprised me. I don't think it affected the game, but sometimes people can look back at, had he called that in 15 yards, maybe the Bears would have done something, you know, go down the score and win the game. But uh, those things, you know, they can happen. You know, they, there are some times that happen, but rarely, most of the good coaches will say, had we scored a few more touchdowns in the first half, we wouldn't have been in that position. So they understand that, uh, you know, one call is not going to make it, but you just don't want a big call to happen at the end of the game that would decide it and then try to blame it on the officials, which I think in the media now, I've seen a lot of people against the referee from the Bears game last weekend and, or last Monday. And I disagree with that. He's a very good official. I've seen him work over the years. There were a couple calls in there that were, you know, questionable. But I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys out there working those, you know, pro games, and uh, they're under a lot of scrutiny. Every call, everything that they do is watched, videotaped, and and graded. So they know that uh, how they have to perform, uh, to not only to keep their job, but hopefully down the road to get a playoff game. Didn't you were talking about, I think it was, I think his name is Tony Corrente, who was the ref that was going around social media because of those calls. And so I, there was that video where it looked like he kind of almost hip checked. I think it was Cassius Marsh. What do you think about that play? Do you think that was intentional? I think that was a mistake. You know, what when I saw, I saw it happen when he was there and I saw the flag. I didn't think anything about, I mean, when he walked over there and, and you know, right now, everybody knows in the NFL, uh, they are really coming down hard this year on the taunting. Uh, I happened to be at the Bears' first game of the season. Uh, a friend of mine had some tickets, and we, my wife and I went down to the game. And uh, I saw one of the Bears guy knock a guy down, and then stood over him, kind of like you know, you know, I just put you in the ground, buddy. And I'm watching, and I went, "Oh no!" And one of his teammates came over and pushed him out of the way. One of the Bears' teammates came over and started. You could just see he was yelling at him, and it was yelling at him. Then the flag went up, and they got him for taunting. And it's like. Why would you be doing that? You already made the tackle. You don't need to stand over somebody, you know, and, and it's just the dumbest thing you could do. And that gave the, the uh, whoever they were playing, uh, an automatic first down. And uh, they ended up going down and scoring on it. And uh, you could tell then, not only in that game, but after that, there were a lot, of, I think there were like 10 or 12 taunting calls in the first two or three weeks. So obviously the NFL was really buckling down and trying to get through it. When I saw what uh, that, uh, the, the new pickup did, when he just walked over to the bench, th that's exactly what they don't want to happen. Happen. He never said anything, which is which is true. But it's just a whole manners. And why would you walk over towards the bench and look at the other team? You should just leave, make your tackle and move on. And I think when he moved on, he just happened to be going behind the referee, and the referee was pulling his, you know, he was pulling his flag out uh, to. Uh, flagging for taunting. And yeah, they did kind of touch back and forth, but I don't think there was anything intentional. When I saw the replays now and you see the different angles, it looks like, yeah, maybe he did it on purpose. Why would you do something like that? <laughs> Those players are so much bigger than you are. <laughs> you don't try to make contact, you know, at all. And so I think that's somebody just taking a little bit and piece and looking at it. Because if you saw it live, that wasn't even questioned. And none of the announcers said anything about him, you know, bumping the official because you're never supposed to touch an official during the game and he and, and the referee even said afterwards he goes no i just throw my flag for the taunting because that's what we're trying to get rid of this year so i think everybody else is making a big deal about bumping into him uh but he just said no i i, I saw him walk over there i didn't hear him say anything but he was doing something he shouldn't have been doing and we were and they're instructed uh that they're to call those and uh one thing people don't realize is the officials are graded on every call they do and do not make. And so I'm assuming in that place, time like that, if he did not throw that flag on that play, that he probably been, would have been 
I wouldn't say written up, but in his post game and somebody who was uh, observing his game and grading him, he would have got a downgrade for not throwing the flag on the guy because if you watched it, he walked over toward the bench like he was going to say something. So they have, people have to understand that the referees, especially at the higher levels, at the Big Ten level, and even at the NFL level, they're pretty much told what to call and what not to call and what the emphasis is for the safety of the game and for the, especially in the NFL, because a lot of it is just, <clears throat> they want that image. That's very big for them. And they don't want these guys going over and getting fights because they know that college kids are watching that, high school kids are watching that, and grade school kids are watching that. So they have this image that they have to you know, portray that they want it to be a good sport. They want people to be playing football. They don't wanna see that taunting. They're trying to get rid of it. Just as we are at the high school level. I mean, we won't put up with anything. If anybody taunts in any of the games that I have, it's an automatic flag. And we, in our coaches meeting and the captains meetings, <clears throat> when I'm out there as a referee and I've talked to them, I said, first of all, you're not talking to the other team. We're not going to have unsportsmanlike contact. I said, tell your players, don't do it and don't taunt somebody. We will not warn for it. We will throw a penalty immediately. Uh, you know, if you have a holding or something else, sometimes we'll talk to somebody about it. Hey, keep your hands off or do this or that and give a kid a warning, maybe sometimes one or two. But in a taunting, no warnings whatsoever. They don't want it in the high school game. They don't want it in the college game or the pro game. It just, it's, it's not good for football. And, that's, and sometimes, especially in football, it can start fights, as well in basketball, too. But uh, they just don't want it in the sport. And a lot of more calls, like especially with taunting, like offsides, for example, or a false start, is a little more black and white. You false started right. or you didn't. With, with taunting, it's more of an emotional call. Are making calls like that difficult when you're on the field, more emotional than just uh, – Oh no, yeah, uh, you you have a little more. Uh, you're right. Offsides, those the easy. It's the flag. It's anybody can call those. Uh, I think taunting, pass interference, those are real judgment calls, and you have to be thinking about what happened. Uh, for example, when I saw it in the Bear game, the guy made a heck of a hit, knocked him down. I would expect the guy to walk away and go back to his huddle. He stood over him, and you could see his head bobbing, and you could see, and you could tell where I was sitting in the fans. I went, "What's he doing?" And that, that was before the flag went up. I went, what are you doing? I could just see it. My guy was sitting next to me. What are you talking about? Well, there goes the flag. I said, he's got him for taunting. I go, what do you mean? He was sitting over and he was probably saying something like, I got you. You come out here again. I'm going to knock you down again. You don't need to say those things. Uh, you can think them. <laughs> you just can't say them. Uh, and so that's a judgment call. It's like pass interference. But you try to look at all the things and you hope uh, that they walk away or sometimes if there's a big hit whatever and I think something could come up I'll get up I'll try to get in on the play get as close to it as I can and start talking get back to your huddle get back go back to your huddle get with the other guys leave them alone uh, so you don't get to that point but uh, if somebody starts talking or whatever uh, at all levels I'm working at it's an automatic you got to throw it you don't want to be part of the game and usually the other players agree with you uh, but some of these guys just, just, you know, they, the machoism comes in and they want to be able to say something and, and get away with it. And, and sometimes they do. I've seen things in the bottom of the pile where <laughs> guys get up, they're ready to duke it out. And you knew, know something was said, but you don't really know about it. So then you just try to separate them. And you, you sort of look for that. You look for a chippiness in the game. Uh, I had a high school playoff game uh, a week ago and uh, referee uh, and the umpire came up. And they said, you got to help us out. It's getting pretty chippy in the middle. They started hearing some stuff. The game was getting tight. Uh, emotions were up. Loser doesn't play anymore. And so we really 
over officiated uh, the, the, the third and fourth quarter because we had a feeling it could get out of control with some of these kids. The coaches weren't the best for keeping the kids in line. Uh, some programs are outstanding. The coaches will come up to me and say, if there's any problems, you tell me, I'll take care of it. We have other games where the coaches are not as good or not as uh, uh, on top of keeping their kids in line. He wants them to be playing on the edge. And so those are the teams you have to be a little more careful about. So what do you think about like when people say like kind of the call it both ways things? I'm sure as a ref, like when there's stuff like taunting, I'm sure you can't always see that stuff happening. So like somebody will point it out and be like, oh, well, why didn't you call that? But like, obviously it's tough in certain situations. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, get, you try to be fair. I mean, you know, sometimes the people, how come this team has so many penalties? Well, that's because they committed them. Uh, I think as an official, you'd love to have five penalties on each team or four penalties on each team or even uh, you don't want to be biased on one or the other, but if they happen, you know, they happen. Uh, somebody asked me the other day, why in basketball do they have the fouls on the scoreboard? Why do you have to say that this team has seven, that team has one? Because all that does is instigate the coach or the fans yelling because of the number of fouls. But if you look at the fouls that were called, most of them are pretty obvious, you know, and in football, like you know, it was brought up before, offsides, uh, a holding, uh, a false start, well, those are easy to call because everybody can see them. But if you start looking at the numbers, you know, sometimes they can be uh, one-sided, but it's just because maybe the teams do that. Uh, you try to, you like to try to be as even as you can, because I know, when, like, for example, when I'm doing basketball and I see one team has seven fouls and the other team has none, <laughs> sometimes you just want to call one foul <laughs> to give the least of the team and they have one, like you're not being biased. But some team, sometimes people, teams don't foul. Uh, they're, they're very good at defense. They just don't commit fouls like the other team does. And uh, you, you have to recognize that. Uh, so you tr you, we try to be as, as, as fair as we can. But uh, like I said, sometimes teams just foul more than others do. You know, it's just the way it is. So you're a Bears fan, right? And I think for a lot of Bears fans across Chicagoland, a popular saying when they're watching the game is, oh, these refs suck like complaining about it does that ever cross your mind as a bears fan like oh i wish that call went our way or um, as an official what is that internal struggle kind of like for well, you? i i know when you're at the nfl i mean i know how hard it is i worked division three level in football i'd love to have gone up and worked in big 10 uh, but i know how difficult it is because the higher you go everybody's a good official so i'm working division three right now and the guys i work with are all really good a number of them want to move up uh, I'm too old to do that, but to, to move up to the next level uh, is very difficult to do. Uh, to move from college then to the NFL is even more difficult. So you're talking about the cream of the cream officials uh, throughout the whole United States. So these guys are good and they are really, they're watched like crazy. Uh, they're every move, every call, everything they do, every single game is watched, it's graded, uh, and they are you know, ranked from top to bottom. And if you're at the bottom for too many years, you're going to get, you're going to lose your job. So I think there's a lot of, uh, uh, just a lot of time and effort put into being a really good official. So I don't really get upset with uh, uh, officials. I may not like a call, but I've seen so many times when I see the replay and those officials are right on. They've got the right call. They understand what it is. And, and, and sometimes they'll just maybe be a call, a bad, they say, they, basically you can say it's a bad call or it's a borderline call. And um, it bothers me, but I think 90% of the calls are good, 90, 
Uh, I, I got to take that back and forth. The problem I have is when I'm with fans and everybody's booing it and I'm looking at my partner going, no, no, that was a good call. What do you mean it was a good call? It was, it was the right call because they're fans. And I always tell my younger officials, you got a word, the, the word fan is the short of the word fanatic. So all the fans are fanatic. You know, if you're a Bears fan, you're a fanatic. You, you want them to win. You don't care about anything else. It's the most important thing in the world. And I understand that. And they don't like it when calls go there against them. Uh, but I've been in so many situations where I agree with officials. It was the right call, that the deal. But there's always that one or two, uh, like in the Bears game. Uh, I was surprised that they didn't call when Fields got knocked down after he threw the pass. Because I've seen so many other quarterbacks in the NFL watching games where they're calling everything. And so I think the biggest thing is a fan. Uh, and I think as and even with the coaches and even with officials, you want to be consistent. If you're going to call it tight, call it tight. If you're going to call it loose, call it loose, but don't vacillate back and forth. And so um, I think with Fields, if they would have just thrown a penalty as roughing the passer, I would have thought that was the right call, but they didn't. And obviously they had different angles that I did. We see it on TV. They're there, they're live, they're right in front of everybody. Uh, so they make their calls as best as they can. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. I, I know how hard those guys work. So it's gotta be hard to be critical of the, the brethren you've worked with sometimes at the lower levels. And now you see them at the big level and you know they have to be good to get there. Yeah. So I think what we see a lot of the times are, this is, just a rumor in the NFL or a lot of things people will say is that a lot of these older quarterbacks will get that roughing the passer call, but a lot of these younger, these young bucks won't, won't get that call. Is that an actual thing in your opinion or is that uh, not legit? I, I can understand what they're doing. I think there's two parts of it. You know, sometimes the younger, the younger quarterbacks, younger players haven't been in the league and they really don't know how it works. You get the veteran quarterbacks have been around. They know how the system works. They know how to talk with their referees. They know how to work the game. And I don't think it's any different than in basketball, uh, high school, college, whatever. The really good players know that the officiating is part of the game. It's always going to be part of the game. They work their, their position, uh, their discussions, their emotions, taking into consideration the officials are human beings too. And, uh, and I always laugh because I always like, for example, when I'm doing a high school basketball game, the kid that, you know, you make a bad call and you know it's a bad call or you've missed it, whatever, and he just looks at you and goes, oh, it's okay, it's part of the game. He understands that, you know, I may have missed one, I may have to make it up for it. He doesn't hold a grudge, he's, a, he's, he's above that. He knows that if we're gonna be working a hard game that it's gonna work out well for him in the end. <clears throat> so I think when you get up to the pro level, and you got guys like Brady and those guys, they've been around for so long. They know, the quarterbacks know, the, the referees know, the officials know. And so I would say it might look like they get calls, uh, but I think they, they understand sometimes how, to, how it goes down. How's it get, when you get hit, they can maybe a little more theatrics to show that they got hit harder than they actually did get hit, uh, or maybe they don't try to get out of the way. Um, so I, I wouldn't say they get the calls, but they know how to work the system. If that, if that makes any sense. And it's no different than coaches. I mean, really smart coaches know how, know when to push buttons with officials and when to back off. And I think sometimes I've had guys that work me. And when I finally <clears throat> say a guy's really, you know, on my case in the basketball game. Uh, and uh, 
something comes up with a play and I explain it to him and he gets mad. I, I just, if I turn to him and say, hey, I've had enough. He said, you coach the game, I'll officiate. We're not having any more discussions. And also he had a little look on his face. Okay, this is as far as this guy's going to go. They start coaching a little differently. They don't want to get to that point where it's going to be a technical foul or it's going to go against their team. So uh, good coaches know how to work with officials and how to be part of it. Uh, they understand that we're humans too. We want to do a good job. They know we're graded just like they are. Um, but on the other hand, they also want to win the game. Where us as officials, we don't care who wins or loses. You know, we just want to be able to make a fair game. And like I said, I want to walk away from the game with, without people saying, you know, you caused us to win or lose. Yeah. It's basically leave it on the kids the way it should be. And I know you said you were all over Twitter after the Bears game, and you said you saw that video of Cassius Marsh, and you looked at a couple of the other things. One of the things that I saw on Twitter a lot was people calling for punishments for officials in the NFL, just like a coach or a player would be fined or whatnot. Yeah. Do you think that that should be a system, or do you think that these grades and the system taking care of itself is punishment enough if you're bad enough for a period of time? Oh, yeah. I, they, have, they have a very good system. Uh, the thing that most of the people don't realize is they don't make anything public. If they have a bad call in the game, uh, and uh, <clears throat> the graders will line one day, let's say, say, yeah, the officials made a mistake on here. They will let the team know. They'll call the Bears or email or whatever they do. The contact will say, this was a wrong call. It's unfortunately made, but it was a wrong call. We're doing that. They tell the Bears. They don't go to the newspapers and say that. They stay away from it. They keep it very quiet you know, inside. But no, it's graded. There's no doubt about that. And uh, I had a very good friend, still do have a good friend, who worked in the Big Ten for 25 years. And we'd always talk on, on Sunday and Monday and how was your game and whatever, how was it being Michigan, Michigan State, and all the different places he went. And uh, he used to always say, I had a great game. I only got two dings. I said, ding? And I said, yeah. Well, dings are when you make a call, let's say pass interference, and the, and the observer goes, you should have passed on that. He really didn't interfere with him. So he got a ding for that. Or he'll get a ding for uh, not calling something that should have been called. And so, you know, he came away with only two things, but he'd rather have nothing from the game. Just everything was, you did exactly what you're supposed to do. <clears throat> and the point there is that at the higher levels, there's a lot of contact, for example, in football, there's a lot of hand uh, fighting back and forth. And uh, they want to make sure that if you're going to make a call, that there's an advantage gained by one player over the other. If there's no advantage. You shouldn't be making a phone. You shouldn't be making a call. And again, you're talking in split seconds and, College players that are working, you know, running a 440 you know, or, or a four minute or four, 40 second, whatever it is, uh, 100 yard dash, and whatever it might be, it's so fast, it's so quick, but they have to get used to that if they want to work at that level. Uh, so, but yeah, the officials are graded. And uh, if you continually make bad calls, I know in the Big Ten, uh, <clears throat> Don has told me they rate, for example, the referees, if there's 12 of them or 15 of them, they're rated one through 15 by the end of the year. And obviously, when you're a new official coming in, you're probably more at the bottom level. Uh, but, you know, if you stay there for four or five years, you probably are going to be shown the door uh, as, as official at, at that position or maybe something different because they expect you to improve. Because when the guys get up near the top, they want to stay at the top. And so you've got to be working your way up. And it's the same way in the NFL. Uh, they are great at every little thing because they know how important it is, how much money is involved. How much money is involved with the teams, the players, and so they expect the same thing out of the officials. And uh, if you're not holding the line, you know you're gone. You don't hear about them, but there's been there are officials released 
every year from the NFL. And then I know about it only because guys from <clears throat> the Big Ten or whatever get the spot, they move up. They leave the Big Ten to go up the NFL. And there's a spot in the Big Ten for somebody else to move up there. So it's a natural attrition to try to move up as fast as you can or hopefully move up to the level you want. Uh, but uh, yeah, the grades are there every time. So uh, I think people are calling for it, but you know, they're never going to call publicly and say anything. Because officials make mistakes. I mean, you you know, what are you gonna guy fumbles the ball? Are you gonna you know fine him ten thousand dollars for your team because he fumbled? You know, didn't want to fumble. Uh, I don't think the officials want to make a mistake. I says all the officials I work with, they want to have. You try to work the perfect game, and it's almost impossible to do. But if you can do almost everything that's there uh, to make it as best game, you got to be happy with that. And I think the coaches, you watch the NFL coaches, they know it's just part of the game and they know every single call is going to be graded and looked at. And so they may not agree with it at the time, uh, but they'll, they'll get the feedback right or wrong, you know, Monday or Tuesday, whatever the, the game reports come back to them. Well, thank you so much, Dr. King, for joining us and coming on. Obviously, a lot of respects for your opinion hopefully you're able to change a couple people's minds out there some of those twitter haters on officiating and what happened on the bears game on monday night thank you once again for coming on for cameron sullivan i'm jacob siciliano signing off for rivals podcast